What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Last Take Sports Podcast. And today we have another very special guest, head coach of North Farmington Football, John Herstein. What's up, coach? How are you doing today? Doing fantastic, gentlemen. How about yourself? Yeah, doing good. As best as can be through this tough time of the COVID-19. But So let's get right into it, though. So, coach, yeah. can you tell us a little bit about your background and how you got into coaching football? Yeah, so I, uh, you know, grew up uh, in Fenton, up by Flint, uh, and then played football there and wrestled and went off to college and played college football down at Wayne State, um, and uh, where as a captain. And then I, once I finished playing there, uh, you know, I kind of, funny enough, I actually wanted to get into teaching uh, because of my old high school wrestling coach. He kind of uh, led me down that path and. I saw, you know, just how big of an impact he was on me, especially as he, uh, as I matured and got through college a little bit, I said, I want to go into education. And then from, from then on, I, I wanted to become a teacher and coach. And um, once I finished up uh, playing football, I started coaching immediately, coached wrestling that following year after the season um, over at Seaholm, Birmingham Seaholm. And then uh, started coaching football there for the first two years. And then uh, after after I finished up college, I got a job in Farmington uh, as a special ed uh, phys ed teacher, adapted phys ed is what that is called. And um, was working over at Farmington Harrison and, you know, got talking to Dave Thorne, our defensive coordinator, and he introduced me to Coach Harrington. And uh, you know, from then on, I was coaching over at Harrison, which I did for uh, 12 seasons and um, until it unfortunately closed. Yeah, so you mentioned Coach Harrington. So how was it like having him as a mentor, uh, even to this day and while you uh, worked under him as an assistant coach? You know, it's uh, it's pretty fantastic having him as a mentor. You know, um, he's He's been through so much. He's a guy that you can turn to. He's so approachable and humble for a guy who's had that type of success. Um, you know, he's probably, he's more than just a, uh, a mentor. He's probably one of my best friends. He is one of my best friends. Uh, um, I feel so fortunate to have had him in my life. He actually, you know, like I said, I had my, my high school coach who was a my high school wrestling coach. He kind of got me into the, the interest of teaching well, you know, he was a lot like Coach Harrington, and then I meet Coach Harrington. What a great influence he's been on me. Um, you know, it just, you know, you, you count your blessings every day when you got that, those types of people that you can uh, turn to and seek guidance and, uh, and get information from, and, you know, uh, just really, really lucky. Yeah, obviously you mentioned that you've been a coach for 12 years. So what would you say have been some of the most memorable moments that you've had as a coach? Well, I mean, a lot of them, a lot of great moments. Um, you know, I, I coached a couple of years at CM, so this, and then going on my 16th year of, of coaching uh, high school football. So, um, you know, I can even remember stuff at Seahome, uh, running clinics and things like that. Uh, Probably some of my most memorable stuff, though, is at Harrison, you know, uh, obviously winning the state championship. Um, th those are exciting moments. Going to semifinals. And even when we lost in the state finals, we had a really great team. Uh, 
you know, we've had some really terrific players that have been fantastic to work with and, you know, fun to coach where they've tried their hardest and you can really see the growth. Um, probably one of my favorite things as a coach, though, is when they come back and they, they visit and they come back and they see you guys that are young athletes and, and uh, that are just kind of getting started and they give back there. And it's always just great to see how they progress not just through their career, but through their life, those relationships that last, you know, 15, 20 years that you've known these guys. And, uh, um, you know, those are, those are things that I cherish in a big way. So, you know, more than just the wins and losses, uh, you know, going to kids' weddings or, or uh, you know, young men's weddings that you, you happen to have had a chance to coach or, or just hearing from them or seeing that they've had kids, those are, those are fun memories, um, you know, as much as anything else. What is the feeling of, you know, seeing your athletes eventually move up to the next level, like a college football player, or even make it to the NFL? You know, you're, you're proud, proud of all the kids' success. You want the young men, after they go through the program, to go on to whatever their endeavor is and be the best they can be. So whether that's a community college or a trade or just being a college student or going off and playing college football, uh, you want them to just succeed and be well equipped. Um, brings you a special joy when you can see kids go off and play college football though. Uh, and we've been fortunate, fortunate to have a, a large number of uh, young athletes that do that. And, um, you know, and then seeing guys make it into the NFL, that's been, that's, that's like uh, the ultimate because you see all that hard work they put in paid off. Do you have like a most memorable player almost that you remember watching him play on the field and you're like, man, that guy has a lot of potential? Oh, you know, that's tough. That's tough. Most memorable player. Oh, man. You know, we've got some really good ones. I start to think about some of my defensive linemen I've had from Mario Jamudia, who was just so ferocious as a player. Uh, Jake Slobin. Uh, Khalid Kareem, who's now playing for the, uh, for the Cincinnati Bengals, you know, that, those guys are terrific. Uh, but then, you know, even other guys that, that uh, you, you coach, you know, um, that are on the team that might not be the position I coach, but you coach them through weight training and things like that. And I think about Aaron Burbridge and, and Funches and the Vento boys and uh, Christian Milaj. Just, there's, it's tough to say a favorite of all time. Uh, you know, over at North Farmington, we've had some kids that have fit in great and uh, that you love as much as anybody else. You know, Miles Gresham and, um, you know, uh, John Brunette and some of those guys that just are really terrific kids. So you said, obviously, that you were assistant, you were an assistant coach at Harrison. What would you say is the biggest difference between being an assistant coach compared to being a head coach? Well, you know, there's different variations of an assistant coach. When you're first starting off, um, you're still learning a whole lot and you're absorbing everything and you're trying to figure out your philosophy and, and you're learning how to coach. I've been fortunate when I first started coaching at Harrison, there was a defensive coordinator who had just retired named Bob Sutter, Coach Sutter. And uh, he had just retired. He had been at Harrison for 38 seasons or something like that. And, uh, you know, and I'm a young coach and he would come to practices and coach me 
on how to coach. You know, how do you interact? How do you how do you talk to this kid? You know, what's go, what drill are you doing here? It wasn't the X's and O's. It was the approach. And so I've been fortunate to have mentors like that, him and Coach Harrington and several others. Um, so as a young assistant coach, you're trying to contribute, but you also need to understand uh, you've got to build a certain level of trust and you've got to, um, you know, you're still learning so much. Uh, as you become more and more of an assistant, you start reaching those tentacles out, if you will, into more and more areas. All right. So a good way to create job security in life, guys, is to make yourself do so much, so many things, take on enough tasks that no one else can do and that you do very well. And, uh, and then you got some job security. So towards the end, as an assistant coach at Harrison, I felt very much so is I had a huge impact. I had a huge impact on the program and I was able to contribute in a lot of different ways from weight training to youth camps to uh, you know, offense and defense, but into player development, um, you know, the way we pick captains and things like that. Um, but those things all kind of evolve as you continue to work with the guys that you're working with. And that's part of the cohesion and chemistry that you want to try to develop, just like a team. You know, the coaches are a team of coaches and the team is a team of players and the and coaches put together. So. Did you find it tough uh, trying to be from a coach from Harrison and then having to transition to being a head coach at North Farmington uh, with having to take over that roster? Did you find that tough or do you see a big difference from that uh, coaching at Harrison and then going over to North Farmington? You know, coming over to North, once we got there, you got to meet the kids. You saw there was some talent, you know, there's some talent there. Uh, it just needed more cultivation and more culture and more excitement and more, uh, just more attention. And um, so there was, there was some good players. There were some good players over there, uh, just like we've had at Harrison, um, similar, but they just might not have been developed the same way. One of the big things was getting the weight room up and going. You know, we have a strength coach, Bill Slobin, who's fantastic, been with us for a long time. And that's something, again, as an assistant coach at Harrison, I took a great, deal of pride in is working side side by side with him on a lot of things uh so as as we got it going over at north he was a big part of that and it was just a matter of getting the young men to get into the weight room to buy into it to get them trained up and get them ready for the season um and as that happened you could see the success start to turn and then obviously getting their confidence level up uh winning that first game was huge you could see the confidence grow you had to learn how to win so, yeah, you know, from Harrison to there, you know, kids are kids. Everyone wants to be coached. Everyone wants to be the best they can be. You know, that's the expectation. Yeah. So you mentioned, like, how you saw that you had a lot of potential. But did you – when the players uh, saw a new coach, did they react well seeing a new coach in? You know, I think they really – they enjoyed the other coach they had, but I think they also knew what we were bringing to the table and the amount of coaches and the intensity and just the commitment uh, that we had. And as those relationships began to build, that trust factor went up. You know, I remember when I first took the job, uh, a lot of the kids that were at North were nervous about all of a sudden this big influx of kids coming over from Harrison and, well, what positions would they have, you know? Well, I played here last year. Am I going to have a chance to play? And 
you know, I've had to reassure them, the best players are going to play, you know, period. So if you're one of the best players, you're going to play, but we're going to ask you to work hard and to train hard to do that. And I think as they began to see that trust and the way that we coached and, and just the way that you interact with them on a day-to-day -day basis and that you really care, not just about them as a football player, but as a person and academics, I think a lot of those, uh, a lot of those feelings started to go away and you could really see the team come together. So you mentioned obviously that you moved over from Harrison, but how did you kind of get told that Harrison was closing down and you were going to become the head coach of North Farmington? So, you know, the Harrison closing down was something that we actually kind of pushed back on for a long time. Uh, we went to several board meetings, um, you know, kind of giving them our point of view and saying, you know, maybe there's something else we can do. Let's look at other options. As they made that announcement, they made it uh, over the course of three years. So basically we had an incoming freshman class, which is going to be the last class to graduate. And then, you know, the next three years they would slowly close the school. They'd still take kids in, but uh, they're just going to phase it out after the three years. So you had some time to process that. And, you know, uh, you know, that, that whole thing just took a while. One of the, and afterwards, like, so as it's getting ready to close, we don't know what we're, what's going to happen next. We know it's a possibility that we could end up over at North or Farmington, um, but nothing's a done deal. And we really try to keep our focus on coaching that team um, and not worry about the future. And so one of our rally cries was rage. We wanted to rage against the dying of the light. We wanted to rage against the school closing, rage against the season ending. So we were really trying to fight to make a push for another state finals run. And we fell a little short. We had a good team, uh, probably not quite enough depth, but, um, you know, we we're really hyper-focused on that group of kids and not so much what's going to happen next. You know, this is be the best where we can be right now, live in this moment. And those other things will sort themselves out, whether that's North Farmington or if it's at Farmington or whatever, whatever was going to happen next. Uh, we wanted to give those students, those seniors, those kids our full attention. How do you expect COVID-19 to affect your team and every other high school team's upcoming season? You know, I think it's going to have some effect on it, just from a training standpoint. Uh, you got to think you've had three months where kids haven't been able to get into the weight room and train. Um, so they might be a little bit behind the eight ball there. Um, but, you know, with that being said, it creates new opportunities, you know, and you can really see who is driven to do it on their own. And sometimes those, those innate things that are inside of you force that growth. All of a sudden you grow in a different way than what you were growing. Maybe it's more mentally, maybe it's more mental toughness or, or uh, um, you know, focus. I got to focus on my task or being self-motivated or driven. So you have all these other things that we might be able to develop and we've been working on developing. We've been having a, a team doctor come in and talk to our guys once a week um, about a lot of those types of things uh, to, to try to spur that growth. And I think a lot of the kids have stepped up to that challenge of, you know what, I'm going to use this as an opportunity to grow in other ways. Maybe I can't be in the weight room. Uh, maybe I can't get outside and play catch, you know, with a ton of guys, but I could do these other things. Now, we've been sending out workouts for them to do 
uh, for the team to do on their own. And uh, I think we got pretty good participation. A lot of the kids are doing a lot of stuff, but obviously it's not the same. You know, it's the same reason why, you know, when kids miss summer weights, uh, we, we talk about this all the time, all of a sudden they're missing an opportunity to build a bond with their teammates. You know, the more a team trains together, the more shared adversity they go through, the stronger they become. Now, as a world, we're going through some shared adversity. We're going through this COVID-19. We're going through a pandemic. But if we can pull together, we can become that much stronger and all have all rely upon each other going through the same event. Obviously, it's pretty early to make a claim on this, but do you think the season will be played for high school? I do. I really do. Um, you know, obviously, Governor Whitmer's opened up some stuff this weekend. We're excited about that. We're having a freshman orientation over the over a video conference this weekend on, on Friday. We're excited about that. I, I think, I truly believe we're going to have a season. Um, now, will it be pushed back a little bit? Maybe, maybe not. Um, will it be the full playoffs? I don't know. You know, some of those things might be different. Maybe it's played in the spring instead of the fall. I don't know. But I do think we're going to have one. And I think, uh, um, I, and I think it's going to be, you know, just something we're going to have to work through. I, you know, my heart goes out to young kids today and to the seniors and all those kids that have been working so hard for this uh, upcoming year. And, you know, I got to believe that you're going to, they're going to have that opportunity to perform and to play the sport they love so much. Cause at the end of it, like, you know, you talk about your favorite players of all time. Not all of our players are going to go off to college or go off to play in the NFL. You know what I mean? A lot of them are going to play just their, their uh, four years of high school football. And you only have so many games and so many snaps. And you only have so many moments to, to make that impact and leave that legacy. So I want to see these guys have those chances. You, you already kind of mentioned it, but how are you planning on keeping your players conditioned and having their bodies right for next season while training from home? Well, like I kind of said, uh, we've been sending out workouts. We've been, uh, you know, offering different challenges for them to partake in and, and those types of things. But once they give us the go ahead, we're going to be locked in and we've already got some plans made, made uh, for once, once we get going, one, whenever that time comes, how we're going to handle it, but we're going to, it's going to be accelerated. Guys are going to have to be all in and locked in. And we've got plans to keep social distancing and keep kids safe as we're training. So you know, I feel very confident that whenever they give us the green light, we're going to be able to full sprint, go ahead and just get the job done in a safe way, but a very uh, effective way. Do you encourage your, your kids to do other sports like track and field to get their bodies right for football or even maybe basketball? Absolutely. You know, uh, I was a two-sport athlete in high school. Um, we encourage our kids to play as many as possible. I Myself, I coached for many years. I coached football, wrestling, and track and field at Harrison. I was the head re wrestling coach for a bunch of years. Um, and I still coach football and track and field over at North. So we're all about kids being multiple sport athletes. You know, you only have so many, you only get one time to go through high school. Okay. You only get so many games you get to play. You should enjoy them. And not to mention, you know, getting coached by different people that care and are, are effective at it. You're going to learn that much more about yourself and about how to take criticism. 
also that cross training effect is huge. You know, we've always had great track and field teams over at Harrison, uh, good sprinters, good throwers, things of that nature. That's something we really pride ourselves on. And a lot of those kids play football, you know, and a lot of those kids also play basketball or wrestle or swim. Doesn't matter. You know, that's one big thing is we want kids to be involved, be involved in multiple sports, be involved in the, in the, uh, 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 the musical or the play. That's fine too. Like just get involved with your school. I don't know if you can tell us this, but who are some of the biggest rivals that you've coached against, like at Harrison, North Farmington? Yeah, I mean, obviously at Harrison, we were in a, a different league. I'd say we had some great games with Southfield over the years. Um, you know, uh, some just knockout battles. I'd say Rochester Adams, who's on our schedule this year, is probably one of our biggest rivals. Um, they have really terrific coaching. And, uh, you know, as a coach, you, we take great pride in trying to get our team prepared to beat them. Um, so that's that's an exciting thing. Uh, you know, the inner city rivalry, you know, that obviously those are huge all the time. You know, you want to, you want to win, win a city championship. You know, when you look at the goals on the back of our t-shirts or on different things, you know, number one is, you know, win the city championship, win the league, you know, district, regional, state championship, but you got to start with that city championship and then the league championship. So those, those things are big, but uh, yeah, Adams, uh, Southfield, um, I'd say those are two two of the bigger ones. Groves has kind of come on as of late, but over the longevity of it, those are the biggest. Obviously, as the North Farmington head coach, you kind of know which games are bigger games. So would you say you expected that kind of turnout when you played against Farmington last year? You're talking about the crowd and everybody's yeah. excitement? Yeah. You know, I did. I did from the aspect of, you know, you went from three high schools to two. You know, we used to say this at Harrison, you'd have two thirds of the community hoping you lose every week, you know, and one third wanting you to win. Now it's 50, 50. Uh, so you have half the, half the community, you know, cheering for one, half the community cheering for the other. I think it creates a great uh, community support from both teams and a lot of, a lot of uh, great attention for the kids too to be showcased in. Uh, and then you had the other layer of it, obviously, kids that were from Harrison that were on both teams um, because when they divided the school, the way it all worked out. So uh, what kids that used to be teammates were now, you know, playing on opposite teams. So it made for great, great attention and great excitement. And then you throw in, you know, having Darius Slay there and the special ed stuff that we were, that we were doing as a fundraiser. I think it really made for a great event. So you mentioned that there's half half a uh, half half North Farmington and half Farmington, but was it hard to lose some of the freshmen sophomores that needed to go to North Farmington from Harrison when it closed, but they had to go to Farmington? Yeah, I mean absolutely. You've got kids that you pour your heart into, and you try to, like I said before, you try to give them everything you have. And you want them to do well. And we joke and we say, you know, we hope you guys do great every week other than one. You know, it's like we want to win our week. But, uh, you know, in, in all seriousness, you, you cheer for them. Uh, some of those kids that had to go, that 
went over to Farmington, uh, you know, they were legacy kids where we've coached their brothers, you know, uh, through multiple seasons. Uh, and so, you know, you feel, you feel heartbroken because you want to see them through because you love their family so much and you got such good, good relationships going there. Um, but you also got to understand that decisions have to be made and, and kids need to go to school and, you know, programming is going one place. So, you know, they, they, they had to go there and they decided to, and that's okay too, you know. Uh, um, but you definitely, you know, when you put that much time and effort into somebody, you like to see it, see the job all the way done. But, you know, they went there and that's okay. So leading to no further questions, I think it's a perfect time to wrap up the podcast. But before we go, is there anything you would like to plug or mention, like your social media handles or where people can find you? Sure. Yeah. I mean, you can find me coaching football over at North Farmington this fall, hopefully that'd be number one, but, uh, yeah, uh, you know, nothing I really need to plug. Um, you know, uh, I, I do have a Twitter account at coach Herstein, so you can feel free to follow me there, I guess, but, uh, you know, come out and support, support the Raiders come and uh, check out a game and just looking forward to, uh, seeing our sport continue to grow in our community and, and giving the young men great experiences and opportunities. Once again, we want to thank Coach Herstein for joining us today on the podcast. We also want to thank all of the viewers for listening. We really, we really do appreciate it. Please also, if you can, do us a huge favor and subscribe, rate, and download this podcast. And we'll see you guys next time on the Last Take Sports Podcast.